Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Oh, happy Tuesday. Let's jump right into this because I'm really excited for this conversation. I think it's going to be interesting. Let me just do this a little bit. Okay. Uh, I checked this book out from the library called How to Begin by Michael Bungay Stanier. There you go. Uh, Checked it out in April. I still have it because I really love it. I rechecked it out. I'm not in arrears with the library, although it is due today. But what I have decided from having had it so long and having worked through it for my own stuff is that it's probably a book I need to buy. So that's always good. I'm a big believer that you should read the book or watch the movie before you buy it. Because if you hate it, what do you need to own it for? Hmm. It's a little back and oh, forth between I, Dr. Mary and I me. See where you went who would prefer to just buy every movie that's ever been created? That's a topic for a different day, Dr. Mary. Happy Flag Day, everyone. <gasps> Happy Flag Day. Happy 32nd, 31st birthday, if my very first dog, Dolly, was ever alive. Okay, back to the subject at hand. Well, I was tangential. I know, but I really (laughs) liked her. She was a nice girl. So um, the point of this book is to come up with a worthy goal. So he leads you through this whole series of questions and activities, and they're very, very interesting. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, John. Hey, John. I have really enjoyed the process. I've done it both for Daily Dose and for my own stuff. It's been very useful. But I was reading this again yesterday and read it out loud to Dr. Mary, who said, we should talk about this on Daily Dose. So I'm going to just read you about five sentences. Um, Perfection, whatever that actually is, is not it. Seeking perfection just runs the risk of leaving you becalmed. Perfection is just misery dressed up in fancy clothes. We actually want good enough. Good enough can be a tricky standard to hold, mostly because it sounds very close to not good at all. But good enough means it's over the line. It's in the light. It's made the cut. So first of all, perfection is just misery dressed up in fancy clothes, I think is one of the greatest clearest I like that. I like metaphors that. Yeah. I have come across because how often do you get caught up in, I can't, I can't launch this. I can't say this. I can't release this. I can't write this. I can't do this until it's perfect. If you are striving for perfection, you will be miserable because what do we know for sure? Perfection doesn't yes, exist. Yes, it does not. So how are we relating this to addiction? I think, um, well, one of the ways, and chime in if you... Oh, I will. <laughs> one of the ways is it's it's hard. It's I, I know um, in no particular order, I'll go back and explain this if no one gets it straight away. I've had people who, who just quit trying to quit drinking because they said it's too hard. There are, one of the models of not drinking is to just not drink and to do that, for a lot of people is incredibly hard. If not impossible. If not impossible. You, it's, it's, you're suddenly put in a situation where 
you need a hundred percent or you failed. Yeah. You either need to be perfect as in zero alcohol for the rest of your life or at any moment you're a failure. Well, again, I mean, we, we've sort of talked about this in various other ways, but what else on the planet says it is absolutely all or absolutely nothing? And if it's all, well, let's go with nothing. If you, if you have a drink, then not only are you a failure, but it proves the point that so many people have about addicts, which is once an addict, always an addict. Yeah, because um, it, it's hard to be, it's hard to get perfection. Now, I'm incredibly lucky that if you want to go with abstinence perfection, I've actually nailed it for five years, four months, and some days, and two weeks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm one of 10% of the people who go through an AA program that can say that. Aren't you one of the 1% of the 10%? Oh, yeah, because I've made it past five years. I mean, it's astonishing. Now, here's the question that I asked Dr. Mary last night. Um, and this is really, we're, we're upending the way we have been thinking yes. about sobriety because of the work that we're doing with Adi and Ignited and because of all the conversations we've been having with people. Um, so... So we're processing this as you're watching us process it, which is super interesting, kind of this weird meta thing we're doing. But I asked Dr. Mary last night if he had been given the option to just reduce his drinking in February of 2017, would that have been successful? So let's start with that question. If you had not had to do all or nothing, could you have done it? No. And why is that? I think because I honestly think that I near the end of my addiction, well, the active part of my addiction before I knew how to deal with it, I tried or wanted to stop. I, I didn't know how to. And I actually said to Dana last night, I don't honestly know if it was the fact that I knew that if I'd stopped drinking, I mean, if you, if, you, if you drink as much as I did and you go cold turkey, that's actually quite dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea of what would happen to you when you stop drinking may have even scared me mm. to not do it. So then you're even, that's part of that addiction loop. Even if you know you want to stop, you're actually afraid because you know what's going to happen to you if you do. That is terrifying. And, you know, I got through it because I happened to be in a hospital when I got to that point and they put me in a coma. Some people go through that in jail. Or at home. Or at home. So we had a, a woman who has uh, we've gotten to know only because of our going public with this story. And we've not actually met her, but she's a pretty avid supporter of us. And she wrote on our YouTube channel after last Tuesday's conversation that her brother uh, told her on a Friday that he was going to check into rehab on Monday and decided to go cold turkey over the weekend and died over the weekend because it was too much of a jar to his body and he did it at home. And, you know, we've talked a lot about how dangerous that would have been if Maz had done that at home. Um, 
So, okay. So you believe that you would not have been able to do, for instance, what um, some people were meeting through Ignited are doing, which are things like, well, I'm tracking how many drinks I have. And so if I was drinking 47 drinks a week and I'm now drinking 40, that's an improvement, which it technically is. That is an improvement. And it's an interesting way of looking at it until I met um, Adi and, and we started talking about this entire different program and way of thinking of it. It, it was completely thrown at me, but it kind of makes sense. I mean, in in the English education system, you sit your exams and then you have an oral component to your final exam where they ask you questions about what should still be in your head because you're supposed to know it and understand it. I, I, I know so many people in the 16 years I've been working as an educator who are just obsessed with getting a letter. They have absolutely, if you quiz them on what they've actually think they've learned, from that semester, they, they probably won't have a clue. And I mean no disrespect to the, the shiny students who probably do that. But there was a lot of people saying, yeah, I got a B. What did you learn? I got a B. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's a different way of thinking. And if you apply that to the perfection thing, a lot of people go through college worried about what their GPA is. They have no idea what they actually learn and can't connect two dots to, you know, become educated. Yeah, So so I think that is an interesting point. Um, So this is a hypothetical question that I don't really expect you to have a real answer to, although you might have an idea. Challenge it. Why why did the model of all or nothing work for you? And it doesn't work for other people. So I don't want to tell Adi's story because I, I hope that he'll come on and be part of our show. But but he told us the other day, and I don't think I've said this on here, but I'm sorry if I have. He told us the other day that he got kicked out of rehab. So Adi was a meth user. He got kicked out of rehab for using meth in rehab. And when he said to them, well, what do I need to do to come back? They said, you need to be clean for 30 days. And his answer was, look, if I could do that, I wouldn't need rehab. Mm. So why did that, why did that all or nothing black or white model work for you? Because I don't even view you as somebody who is an all or nothing person. Why did that work for you? And it doesn't work for other people, do you think? No matter how I say this, I'm going to sound like I'm giving myself too much credit. That's all right. Just, just say it. I think I needed to do it. I think I knew if I don't stop drinking, I've had it. So whatever option you throw at me, I'll take. Mm. I didn't, someone threw me a life, someone threw me a life jacket. I didn't check to see if it fit or if it went with the rest of everything I was wearing. I'll just put it on. Oh. Or maybe it was just sheer desperation. I don't know, but it worked. That's interesting. That's a great analogy. Um, okay. So, so now we're getting immersed in these other models. Um, we had a woman say the other day on a call with Ignited, I'm two weeks sober in the past four weeks. Think about that. I'm two weeks sober in the past four weeks, 14 of the last 28 days, not consecutively. She didn't drink. And you know what the response from the group was? 
Amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Keep going. You can do it. As opposed to, yeah, in two weeks of four weeks, you were a fall down drunk. See the difference? I go back to an analogy that I have used for a long time. You don't say to a baby who has pulled themselves up to a coffee table and is about to take a step and falls. You don't say to the baby, what the hell is the matter with you? Just put your foot down, plant it and walk. You celebrate that they tried even when they failed by falling because it's only in the falling that they can start to figure out how to be successful. Yeah. No baby walks instantly. Do you know what I heard the other day? This won't be shocking to you probably. This is a little science. I no, heard I'm that, shocked. I just... I, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I heard that the reason that human babies take so long, you know, a human, a, a horse or a cow or a deer, a fawn is born and can walk within minutes. Yeah. Do you know why we can't? Because we are way, way, way too premature. But our heads cannot be any bigger than they are and successfully fit through the birth canal. So we have to be born premature. Does that, is that true? Yes. How shocking is that? Just as a complete different note. But let's go back to the point. The point is you don't berate a baby for trying. Sometimes for weeks or months, you do not berate the yeah, baby. You, you celebrate them. it every sense. single time until they get it. And now when you get up as a grown-up and you walk across the room, nobody celebrates that. Except if you've been in an accident, if you're an amputee, if you've had a traumatic brain you're injury and you have to relearn again, nobody says to the person relearning to walk, you used to know how to do this. Just go back to what you knew. They say, congratulations, you're doing it. Keep going. I know you're tired. I know this is hard. I'm here with you. That's how we do it. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing at something that you might not find funny. but Well, then let's not go into it. Um, I, will, I will try it out, though. I mean, that's a fantastic idea, um, and it would work for learning to walk. I don't know if it works for 15 years down the line if you're teaching them to drive, but Yes, it does. Saying, I was, anyway, I was keeping that one to the, myself. The, yes, and chose not to, mm. Dr. Mary. Sorry. The point is, it's all about how you look at it. And it, let's just let me read the one sentence to you that I think is so powerful. Perfection is just misery dressed up in fancy clothes. We had someone on this show a while ago who explained, I can't remember who it was. Um, I know we've got to go in a minute, but she said that it's if you're in a competition and you're getting a medal, so say you're in the Olympics, it's easier to be third than it is second. Oh, no, we read. I read that. Oh, did um, you? And yeah. it'll come to me what book I read it in. But it was incredible. It's kind of related to this. If you're, right. you're not perfect, you know, someone even said that second is the first loser. Yeah. No. I mean, and then no one's comfortable with being second best. And, and this does come to it. If you can't stop drinking, you're. Well, once an, once an addict, always an addict, which is completely unfair because the people saying that have never actually struggled with that particular disease. It's like saying, oh, once you've had cancer, you've always had cancer. Or once you were fat, you'll always be fat. Or once you got fired, you'll never be successful in another job. Yeah. We don't do that 
anywhere in life. All kinds of people barely graduate from high school, not all kinds, but some people barely graduate from high school. I wouldn't say you barely graduated from high school, but I would say uh, you were not academically striving, let's call it that. And Dr. Mary, what is your final degree? What is that called? A PhD. A PhD from a major institution. Once a lazy student, always a lazy I student. Not, not true. I yes, was, you were. We're leaving it at that. Should. All right. Here's the wrap up for the day. Don't get caught up in perfection. You will no. never reach it in any facet of your life. Good enough is good enough. Actually, if you want to strive for perfection, it's a way to guarantee that you'll always be miserable, actually. And it's also a great excuse. Well, I can't quit till I, till I can do it perfectly. You'll never do it perfectly. Just try, try. Last thing to say, in Fargo, North Dakota, it's election day, it which election means it's day. election day, lots of other places. Dr. Mary, what are we going off to do next? I am going off to vote as an American for the first time. Very exciting. I am very excited. Very exciting. So, so there um, it is. Yes. Have a great day. We'll see you on Thursday. Hold on one more comment. He gets a pass on anything. He came up with the life jacket thing. It's true. That was very oh, good, Dr. Mary. Thank you. Very good analogy. Um, we'll see you. I presume that's a pass on that appalling sense of humor I come up with about Maybe. this. Sorry about I that. I think bonnet. so. We'll see you on Thursday <laughs> when we're back with a live guest. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.